Hello, and welcome to Real Estate in Real Life, Episode 4. Today, we're going to discuss time management and accountability. I know it sounds a bit dry. Oh, okay. It sounds a lot dry, but it's probably the most useful skill set you can master no matter what business you're in. There are a couple of things to keep in mind when we talk about time management. First, there is the 86,400 rule. The 86,400 rule says that there are exactly 60 seconds in every minute, 60 minutes in every hour, 24 hours in every day. That totals 86,400 seconds per day for you to achieve what you need to. Further, there are seven days in a week and everybody on earth gets the same time allotment. The most successful people are the ones who plan and manage the way they use that time. If you plan your time wisely and follow your plan, you have a much higher chance of success than other people. Simply put, if you make the most of your time, you have a much higher probability of success than someone who doesn't. When we talked about budgeting and setting goals in a previous episode, we talked about the plane without a flight plan and the boat without a rudder. Planning your week to help you meet your goals, that's the rudder. That's the flight plan. The second thing to remember, you can't cheat time. It goes at the same pace no matter what you do, and it goes at the same pace for everybody. Holding yourself accountable to how you use time or having someone else hold you accountable will help you make the best use of your time. There's a great kids book from the 1960s called The Phantom Tollbooth by a gentleman named Norton Juster. It's the story about a boy who doesn't know what to do with his time until he gets a mysterious gift of a toll booth. He's bored, so he decides he'll use it, and he drives his car past the toll booth, and it takes him into other magical realms. In those realms, he runs into a watchdog, literally a dog who is part watch and part dog, who teaches him the value of time. The dog, Talk, tells him it's bad enough to waste time. You don't have to kill it. When you don't have a plan for your time, you end up wasting or killing time. When you master using your time well, you stop wasting and killing time. And you learn that you don't need to work 24-7 to be successful. Don't let busy work dress up as a crucial task. My suggestion for time management is to create a spreadsheet chart for a week. Break it down into half-hour segments from 6 a.m. to 10 o'clock p.m. In my opinion, this gives you about eight hours of sleep and gives you plenty of time to put everything into your schedule. At 10 p.m., your phone should go on to Do Not Disturb. My personal phone goes on to Do Not Disturb at 10 o'clock every night and comes off of it at 6.30 the next morning. The only people who can reach me during those hours are my family and closest friends. The next step in creating a schedule is to mark the times you're going to not be working. Mark them as personal time. This could be workout time, time to cook, time to help the kids with homework, time to meditate, anything. I would mark this on the chart as personal time and shade it orange. Orange is a vibrant color. It's a reminder that this is when you should be resting, growing, relaxing, becoming who you are. There's a concept called eat the frog. What it means is that if you have a hundred different tasks to do in a day and the single worst task you have is to eat a frog, 
do it first and get it out of the way. Don't procrastinate because the idea of eating the frog just makes it worse and worse and worse in your mind. Get it done early and move on. For most of us in the real estate business, prospecting, calling new or prospective clients is the frog. Next, I would select an hour per day to do new client prospecting, whether that's phone calls, texts, etc. This is reaching out to people you've never spoken with before. Like, for example, people who have registered on your website or people who have been referred to you. I'd mark it in green because green is the color of money. And this is a money-making activity. This is a visual reminder that this is the time that you're generating income. Then I would select an hour per day to do sphere of influence or sphere calling. This is where you reach out to friends and family, past clients, etc., to see if they have any referrals for you or to let them know about the great new listing you have that they might be interested in or simply just to see how they're doing. I'd mark this green as well. Maybe use three different shades of green to remind yourself there are multiple similar activities, but all are necessary to help you earn money. Next, I'd select three hours per day for appointments. I would try to have at least one hour in the morning and one in the afternoon for appointments. So you have different times of day that you're available for meetings with prospects or clients. If you don't have any appointments scheduled, this is also a great time to do a different kind of prospecting. Go to neighborhood businesses and talk to the owners. Go door knock a neighborhood you know well and have researched. I'd shade this time in gold because this is where you turn the work into gold. I'd then set aside at least three hours a day for prep work. This is the time you prepare for your prospecting. You research properties for prospects. You work on CMAs, etc., for your clients. I just leave this shaded white on your chart. I'd put at least a half hour on the schedule before the first prospecting of the day and a half hour after the last prospecting of the day just to make sure you're prepared for prospecting and you have all your notes in the CRM and you're all set up for the next day of calls and follow-ups. For the first time of the day before prospecting, I would include role-playing my script, even if it's with the mirror or your phone's camera or the dog or whomever. At the end of the day, make sure everything is all buttoned up, that your notes are all in the system, that you followed through on any promises you've made while prospecting, like I'll email you a list of foreclosures or I'll send you information on a great lender. I'd also set aside a half hour in the morning, a half hour around midday, and a half hour at the end of the day for emails and returning calls. If you're checking emails all day long, you're not being productive. You're distracted and procrastinating. In my opinion, there's a hierarchy to the importance of different kinds of communications. First and most important, face-to-face followed by texting, followed by email, followed by snail mail, followed by smoke signals. If you spend all day checking emails, you're not focusing on your income-producing activities. You're getting distracted and getting away from your plan. Next, I'd set aside a half hour twice a day for social media. Now, this is not the part of social media where you're producing marketing videos, etc. This is where you actually post your stuff, respond to comments, Go into some of your groups and contribute to the conversation. Maybe scroll through your friend's socials a little bit. I would mark this in red 
because this could be the biggest money and time suck of your day. Red reminds you that it can cost you, but you in the red if you don't limit it. No, I'm not railing against social media. I'm saying limit the time you go on it that you aren't actively producing content. I'd also put aside an hour a day for social media content creation, whether that's creating videos, compiling info about a listing and posting it to socials, creating ads on social media, writing blog posts, etc. It's becoming mandatory that you need to post something on socials daily. And because of people's nature and the algorithms of all the social media platforms, video is king. But that's the story for another episode. I would mark this time in sky blue because the sky is the limit on what this can do for your business. Finally, I put about an hour a day aside for self-improvement. Whether that's attending a webinar, going into a business development class, reading a good book about business, about prospecting, about whatever, or taking your continuing ed classes, you should do something to improve your gray matter, your brain, daily. And because you're improving your gray matter, I would mark this color gray. Now, if you're doing the math, I just told you to schedule about 10 and a half hours of your day. In my opinion, this is how your average day should look. Notice that this is not etched in stone. Given your market mix, how busy you are with transactions, how far you are in developing your database of prospects, clients, and past clients, you need to adjust this. And you should review and adjust this from time to time. Just don't do it every week. Also, since it isn't etched in stone, you can swap activities as needed. Your prospect can't go see a property at the time you set aside? Fine. Swap your appointment time and social media time, or whatever time it is that they can go. Just don't remove these things from your calendar. Especially, don't remove income-producing activities. Holding yourself accountable to this schedule does two things for you. First, it makes sure you're doing the things you need to do to be successful and aren't getting lost just doing the fun things. If you're spending more time scrolling socials than you are prospecting, you're probably setting yourself up to fail. Second, it helps you measure the efficiency of your schedule and tells you what and when you need to adjust. If you're prospecting at 10 o'clock every morning and never reaching anybody, stop prospecting at 10 o'clock every morning. Find a different time. Of course, weekends are different. First, I would be available only one weekend day. You need to take a day off. And the day that I'm available during the weekend, I'm not going to be available from 6 to, to 10, 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. I would set myself up for office prep work and emails in the morning, appointment time that coincides with when most open houses are in the market, and office prep work and emails in the afternoon. I typically fit it all in between 10 and 3 on a weekend day. If I'm fortunate enough to be writing an offer or writing up a listing, that might extend by a couple hours, and that's great. So how do you hold yourself accountable? For me, it's writing down what I did versus what I was supposed to do. Create a log for yourself that shows what you actually did every day. You can just keep a printout of your daily schedule with you and check things off as you do them, or write on it to show what you swapped, 
or take a separate page and write it down. For prospecting time, I would always mark down how many contacts I attempted, how many calls I made, how many texts I sent, etc. I would also mark down how many contacts I actually made and how many appointments I set or referrals I got from those contacts. If you have 20 attempts and two contacts and no business coming from it, change times. Now, that doesn't mean, oh, I did that today, so I have to change times. Test it for a couple of weeks. Every day may be different. A Monday and a Tuesday may be different. Test it for a couple of weeks and then see what adjustments you need to make. Now, if you're the kind of person who cheats at solitaire, you need an accountability partner. This could be your broker, your team leader, your mentor, a friend, your significant other, anybody who you respect enough to listen to and who respects you enough that they want to help you grow. When I was first starting, I had another agent in my office who partnered with me and we held each other accountable. As an aside, if you're on a team and your team leader doesn't hold you accountable like this, or you have a mentor who you pay or maybe one you don't even pay, and your mentor isn't holding you accountable like this, it's time for you to consider moving to a different team, finding a different mentor, finding a different officer situation. In my opinion, if you don't start building good habits immediately, you start building bad habits immediately. Now, you probably have questions about what we just discussed. And I'd like to try to answer some of those for you. Of course, if you do have other questions, please email to me info at realestateirl-podcast.com. Questions are always welcome. Info at realestateirl-podcast.com. There's also a link in the show notes to that. So first, do I have to do it exactly as you set it up? No. Your needs and your life are different from mine. I gave you an illustration of how I would do it. I do think color coding is important because it's a reminder of what you should be doing at a quick glance. And I think you should keep a printout around of what you scheduled so that you can just write on it and mark it up when you start or finish a task. I think that's the easiest way to mark what you're doing. And if you're doing that, it will help you adjust your schedule in the future as well. Well, how often should I adjust my schedule? It really depends on the efficiency of it. If your prospecting time is drawing a complete blank, you aren't reaching people, and your appointment time is never accessible to people, then you need to change your schedule. But that doesn't mean change it every day. That doesn't mean change it every week. Test it for a couple of weeks and then make a change. And then test that for a couple of weeks and then make a change. If you spend all your time changing your schedule, you're not working. What if my kids have activities during the day that I want to attend and I have something else scheduled? Well, first of all, you should attend their activities. They're only going to be young ones and you don't want to miss it. Second, block off that time as personal time or swap it with your office prep work or email or social media time or whatever it is that you have scheduled at that time. Don't remove it from your schedule. Swap it with something else. This is what I did when my kids were young. Well, what if I can't work a weekend day? You know, it's kind of difficult to be successful in this business if you can't work at least part of one weekend day. 
Now, if you don't happen to have appointments scheduled, you don't have to work. But weekends are when most of our clients have time to look at properties. Work it out with another agent where you can cover them for a weekend and they can cover you for a weekend. Make sure you're both being fair to yourselves and to each other. If this is a continuing issue for you, that might be a really good sign that it's time to join a team so you have coverage for each other. Also, if you don't have appointments scheduled and you have the capacity to work on a weekend, go to a couple of open houses in your market. Remember, knowledge is power. Get to know the inventory in your market. Get to know other agents. What if I do all the scheduling and I'm still not making money? Well, then it's time to sit down with someone and diagnose the issues. Maybe you need more role play or you need to change your marketing or you need to change your schedule more drastically. This is where your team leader, your mentor, your broker, a coach can help. You don't have to do this all by yourself. Find someone who can help you. How long do I have to do this? I know it seems like busy work. It's really up to you. I've been in this business over 30 years and I still do this. It takes me just a few minutes a month to adjust my schedule and a few minutes spread out over the day to measure my efficiency. One thing I've seen is that experienced agents stop doing the things that made them successful in the first place when they get busy and and have had some success. And then when they hit a slump, they don't remember what they need to do and they end up starting over. Personally, I find that devastating. I've had to do it before and it hurts. It's the hardest thing to do. So I keep up the scheduling and accountability for myself. Now remember, we've already gone through budgeting and goal setting. If we're not measuring what we do and how we do it, we can't assure ourselves of meeting or crushing those goals. You'll figure out fairly quickly how many people you need to talk to, how many people you need to meet with, et cetera, to make your goals work. Then you can adjust your schedule accordingly. How much time do you need to prospect and talk to that many people? As you adjust your goals for the next year, you need to adjust your work habits again. As I've said before, don't use a lot of time to do this. The more time you spend thinking about preparing to start to get ready to do something, the less time you have to be productive. The more productive you are with your time, the less time you have to work to make the same amount of money or more. Now, we've gone through choosing where and how to do your business, how to filter all the advice everyone gives you, how to plan and budget, how to manage your time, and we're ready for where the rubber meets the road. In our next episode, things will get a lot more fun as we'll be talking to a newer agent and the experiences she's had, both good and bad, in her early career. After that interview, we'll start covering the actual daily activities, what role play, prospecting, showings, listing appointments, etc., actually look like, and how to go about preparing for a meeting and more. Thanks for listening. I'm looking forward to talking to you soon. Don't forget to tell your friends about this podcast. And if you take the time and give us a great review, we truly appreciate it.